Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we wanted to do sort of a, just a rapid fire impromptu. What's the worst that could happen while you're camping and what could you do about it? So we made up um, actually a couple of lists and we probably have far more than we could do in one episode. But if you enjoy this episode, let us know and we will do the same thing again. First up on our list is what if you forgot equipment or food? Uh, Front country, that might not be such a big deal, but back country is a different issue and and probably has happened, I think, (laughs) at least once. (laughs) So, so yes. (laughs) When, if Thomas, if Thomas, so a thing I've tried to do the last last couple of years anyhow is uh, dump some responsibility on the kids and make them do the stuff uh, they do the, well they do a better job now but they have historically done a terrible job of it that's part of the learning process so that's kind of okay kind of okay uh, not so good when you show up in the back country and you go hey where's the and and you get that blank look or that oh poop look or there's uh, another bin at home that we didn't bring <laughs> <laughs> which we don't bring bins into the back country uh, so front country, it's yeah, it's not such a big deal. Back country, if you show up without a stove, uh, things are going to suck. If you show up without a water filter and you don't have backup, you know the iodine pills or, or what have you, things are going to suck. What do you what do you do? You you build a fire. You you kind of go to great lengths. Uh, we have a list. I, I'm a list driven sort of guy, and I do double check marks. I do check marks to make sure that it ends up on the table or in the bag or in the pile or the whatever. And then I do check marks to make sure that it ends up in the vehicle to go with us. Because those are both stumbling points, easy, easy places for things to to not play out well. It got set down on the table beside all the camping stuff and then... And then didn't, didn't make, make it, it into the car. The car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happens uh, That happens far too often. Thomas and I, <laughs> Thomas and I have shown up... I, the important things I make a point of I will oversee. There's supposed to be a lighter, whether it's a barbecue lighter or your your standard you know Bic lighter. Uh, there's also supposed to be waterproof matches. Both both are highly important, especially if you're into rain. If you tip the canoe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, the waterproof matches will be your lifesaver. There's uh, supposed to be the the MSR the the pocket rocket in there should that happen and not go which thankfully hasn't happened yet or the fuel doesn't make it or whatever you can theoretically as long as you've got a source of flame you can set a fire you can you can cook your food you can boil water so that you can make it it's drinkable and you don't run into uh, uh, beaver fever or or anything nasty showing up without food uh, that's not going to go well you, I mean, you can, but you need to know or you need to have a source of information about what's edible in the backcountry. You need to do some foraging, do some fishing, gather some nuts. Fishing's a, a good thing. Um, mushrooms are a good thing, but they, that can go poorly for yeah, you. That can be poisonous. Yeah, poisonous, or you could, yeah, or you can have a different experience than you were intending. <laughs> yeah, uh, food, food's food's unlikely to play it well this past trip and this isn't picking on them we've already had the we've already had the discussion actually the past two trips breakfast things didn't go and and I'm still not quite sure what happened but our freeze-dried eggs didn't go our oatmeal didn't go bacon didn't go we ate a lot of granola bars that were meant to be snacks they they became that that's what breakfast turned into so yeah adapt or 
I mean, if it's worse comes to worse, you might have to just okay, turn around and change, go change your trip, go yep. and go to the grocery store, get some stuff. We've yeah. done, and we've done that. We 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 made some adjustments on on both of these past backcountry trips to to accommodate things that didn't make it with us, and and weather and stuff like that because weather can go wrong as well. I got sick last year, started running a fever day three, I think. And we rode it out for another couple of days, but we shortened up our trip. We just we just bailed and paddled out through to two more two more days worth of camping. We just we just paddled our way out and and came home. You know, uh, I can't say that I minded the deliciously decadent burger and fries earlier than we normally would get, but I I missed the two days we didn't get. So you know, that's it. All right. So when when you're setting up your tent and you're fine and everything's good and then the rain suddenly hits um suddenly you discover that there were holes in your tent that you didn't know existed <laughs> yeah or, or the waterproofing has worn off i mean it, it's welcome to the nature of the beast it, that's that's just how it goes so <laughs> you, you what's the phrase you don't you don't know your tent leaks until it until it does tarp tarp every time unless we are only there for three days and there's a zero percent chance in the forecast of rain we tarp you could also run into a situation where there, there aren't the trees around to tarp. You know what? Just drape your tent in a tarp. Use st- rocks to to peg down the corners as best as you can to keep it from from blowing off if the wind picks up. That's a poopy one. Being in a being in a wet sleeping bag is I can tell you from experience is no fun. And what about if your canoe gets overturned? There are different differing opinions on on how how to load your canoe with that in mind. There's a school of thought that you should tag everything to your canoe, like tie it off to your canoe so you don't lose it. Me personally, I think that would be, I'm not an expert. I am not an expert at all. I would rather go downstream. I don't care if I'm a half an hour of of doing whatever to to find my gear and stuff and potentially not get some of it back. Uh, I'd rather be able to turn my canoe back over. If it's if I've got all that gear tied to it, yes, I have all my gear, but I'm also kind of screwed. Uh, I'll never I'll never flip that canoe with all that gear tied to it. I'll, I'll also highly highly unlikely get it to shore to deal with it in any other way, shape, or form. So uh, if your if if your canoe tips, basically you're hoping you can paddle to somewhere where you can put your feet down and and be able to flip it back up and, and drain it out. There are there are ways to do it in we, we actually Thomas and I did a thing where we were both in the water and we managed to flip our canoe back up. It's it's hard. It takes a boatload of core strength, which I don't have. I just we fluked out. I highly recommend not tipping your canoe. <laughs> Maybe somebody else is around to help you tip it back over. Oh yeah, solo solo would be brutal. And and that's a scary deal, man, to be out there and flip it on your own. That's that's something that's outside of my wheelhouse by sure what if you get to your site didn't realize that it wasn't an electric site well if you're car camping for sure well, well you're sol <laughs> <laughs> no electricity for you yeah hopefully you've got uh, headlamps with batteries or, or you've got lucy lights or, or chargeable solar yeah. solar panels something um, most of the most of the cooking equipment because because the, the really the important things are shelter and and being able to feed yourself right there you know you can there, we can make a whole list but that those are the important ones. So if you've got a tent or your camper or whatever it is, then you're good. Uh, if you've got a tarp at least to get underneath, then you're good. 
cooking most cooking things aren't electric unless they're unless it, i suppose unless it's in your camper and it's electric but even those are mostly propane my sister likes to lamp and bring a toaster your sister's a <laughs> no i'm not going there it's, no, it's, it's um, family we have a toaster but we use it on in a fire or over a you know a, a coleman single burner or something like that like that's that's how that works for us it's also about 30 years no oh, maybe 40 years old sorry for sidetracking there uh, yeah if you don't have an electric site and you were planning on it well sucks to be you it's as bad to to forget that the extension cord that you need that's the one that is a is a big deal but most park offices certainly in ontario you can go and borrow one from them they often have because they have descriptions on the uh, on the website about how far it is how far they anticipate you parking and from the uh, from the post that has the power and those those numbers the, that number isn't always how it plays out it's all you are i hear lots of people complaining about being much farther away from the post we generally don't do electric sites actually i can't think of a time we've done an electric site so. uh, and what if your car breaks down ca <laughs> <laughs> that's it i mean you're going to be this actually happened to us. <laughs> this this happened to us. We're going back quite quite some time ago. My car slowly lost. It was a five speed Sunfire, and it at some point I would say less than an hour up the four hundred. It became a four speed, and then it was a three speed, and <laughs> then I just rolled off it in the next overpass and parked it because it was it was screaming in third gear and doing you know seventy kilometers an hour on the highway. So uh, yeah, we had. I think I had CEAA premium at the time. Not it wasn't which wasn't. It, I understand it's considerably more expensive now, but I had a 200 kilometer limit for the tow, and we were oh, it was 193 kilometers to Kilbear from where where I found myself on the side of the road. So buddy, buddy threw us up on the uh, on the on the hook, and and Thomas and I climbed in the truck with him and had a great. It was it was awesome. He's a super outdoors guy. We got we just yacked. We spent two hours just just yakking while he told us and to literally dropped us to in our campsite. And we found a local guy, uh, not far outside of Kilbear. We I had an, it was a per tow thing. We were allowed two hundred kilometers, or or I had enough buffer left, or whatever. The same guy came the 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 next day or the day after that, towed it from the campsite to Buddy's garage, and he replaced the transmission, and that turned into a whole thing. But uh, <laughs> but that worked out really well. So CAA CAA is a potential lifesaver as far as that goes. CAA for the win. CAA, there you go. Uh, and what about fires? Forest okay, fires? so yeah, forest fires. So what happens? What happens for sake of argument? Whether you're whether you're deep in the back country, front country is not going to be such a big deal. You're going to get notifications from the from the park staff, from the park office. They're they're. I mean, if there's an evacuation, they're going to come around and let you know. A little more dip, difficult to get that information in the back country, and which segues well into, you know, a lack of available communication, meaning. Meaning, you know, no cell signal, that sort of deal. What do you, what do you do with that, that kind of thing? You know what? I, we take a we take a weather radio with us, uh, an emergency. I think it's called an emergency radio, but whatever. We listen to the weather bands. We had a we had a hurricane warning one year out in <laughs> the only site on the lake that was I don't know was better part of two click portage back into the middle of nowhere and uh, yeah yeah hurricane warning oh okay well batting batting the down the hatches <laughs> uh, but uh, but they also if there is a localized emergency of any type they they also broadcast it on said weather band so yeah 
that that's that's the win for us I suspect if there was an emergency thing because you know on your on your Garmin or your inReach or your for us it's a Zolio I think that they would probably broadcast something not dissimilar to what we have here in Ontario an amber alert yeah get the hell out I believe there was an evacuation of the French River one year wasn't there with the forest fires there was something that's that's only a few years ago too yeah yeah Yeah, it's well welcome to climate change yeah if you suspect anything you smell smoke or whatever you know what Uh, maybe maybe adjust your plans play safe always play safe uh, what if you're lost? Stay where you are. The very first thing, stay where you are. Look for something to to signal with. Whether you build, a, you know, a, find a beach and build like a close by beach, meaning meaning you walked, a, you know, ten meters or something. Uh, build, take rocks. Build an SOS sign. Start a signal fire. Hopefully, you're traveling. Even if you're just on a hike off your site, I don't know that going back to you if you're lost, you can't get back to your site. So. Hopefully you have been smart and you brought, you know, a, a, a pack with you that's got some snacks and some water because those are really important things to when you, man, if you leave your site because of the potential to get lost or, or who knows, some kind of accident, you break your friggin' ankle, whatever. If you've got those things, you've probably got a first aid kit. And if you're, if you've listened to me talk about first aid kits in my first aid kit is where my emergency blanket is which is a reflective piece of mylar that's meant to reflect body heat back at you but boy does it ever work well as a signal device as well it reflects light there's going to be you know at some point there's going to be search planes or search parties hopefully that you can that's your that's your best bet unless you have your you know it's dark and you you're lost because you can't see you know you don't have your head lamp unfortunately but you do have a map and a compass or whatever okay so you know what sit tight pull out that reflective blanket wrap yourself up in it eat a granola bar drink some water get yourself a good night's sleep and then in the morning when you can see pull out your compass pull out your map that you have smartly brought with you and and unlostify yourself <laughs> you'll see in our um episode on essentials for camping and hiking backcountry camping and hiking uh, we've just listed a lot of those things that tim just said so if you want to listen to that episode too it ties in nicely yeah there you go and that's it for us for today thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed our episode if you want to hear more please do let us know our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com that's hi at supergoodcamping.com and we are on all the social media we would love to connect with you talk to you again soon bye bye